On this episode, I talk scheduled tweets, family businesses, and how to make people go above their best. Welcome back, Vayner Nation. You ask questions, and I answer them. This is the Ask Gary V Show. This is Gary Vaynerchuk, and this is episode 59 of the Ask Gary V Show. It's good to be back. It is good to be back, everyone. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Vayner Nation. Oh, can you give me a Vayner Nation wristband? Can you go find one? They're out there, right? Thanks, Alex. Uh, really excited to be back. Um, I, feel, uh, I feel fresh. I spend a ton of time with the family. I worked a lot more than I wanted to, um, mainly because I caught the wine library bug. I think it's pretty much impossible if you follow me at all to not realize that's what happened over the last three weeks. So that's exciting, a little bit of back to the future, back to my roots, um, flirting in that world. Uh, which reminds me, I want all of your 2015 wine buying, uh, Vayner Nation wristbands by the way. Um, I want all of your 2015 wine buying. So I would like you to stop buying wine from anybody else besides me, Vayner Nation. Please email me how we can do that, Gary at winelibrary.com, oh, vaynermedia.com. I don't know what will link here. Will anything link? Nothing, Nothing will link? But I can. Fine, can you flash the living crap out of my email here? T-Rock, thank you. Uh, hope everybody had a wonderful holiday. Um, it, was, uh, it was great to spend time with the kids and family and, and uh, I'm glad football's over. I'm really glad football's over. Um, I know some people like, wait, in the comments will be like, football's not over. It's over for me, I'm not watching any of this crap. Um, I, by the way, weird fun fact, I actually want the Patriots to win the Super Bowl this year because I want to hit direct rock bottom. Over the last 10 years I've always kind of been into playoffs if the Jets aren't there because I want to root against the Patriots. This year I flipped the switch, I am actually officially rooting for the New England Patriots to win the Super Bowl because I want them to stick it directly in my mouth. Let's get to the show. Kristen asks, hey Gary, can you sum up 2014 in five words? Kristen, great question. I can. The Ask Gary V Show. Chris asks, Gary, would you support Vayner employees writing their own books and curating their own content streams and personal brands? Chris, this is a great question. Uh, as a matter of fact, first of all, India, first let's talk about Chris bribing you and like attacking you. Let's, let's go over here to India. Can you tell the Vayner Nation Oh, the Vayner Nation, the story of, actually while you're doing that, while you tell everybody Chris's attack okay. uh, and bribing, I actually am gonna bring a prop for this. microphone. That's fine, I'll be right back. Trouty. Um, all right, I'll give you the microphone for India's story. All right, uh, Chris was extremely persistent over the holidays, a time when not a lot of other people were tweeting questions, and he got his friends to tweet um, after his question and tag me. And then he said that he might start bribing me. So it definitely worked. Here's your question on the show. It didn't work because you oh, didn't, it didn't, ex- it, you didn't execute the, the actual bribe gift. Oh, yeah. Right? You went noble. But now, Chris, I want you to know, and we've known each other a long, 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 long time, uh, and it's good to have you on the show, uh, that you will need to send India a gift. It will need to be substantial. Uh, and we will tell the Vayner Nation what you got her uh, in an cu- upcoming episode. And so... Um, you know, this is really your chance to either be a good guy or a terrible guy. Try to, can you do me a favor? Can you find me Jason Donnelly? Yeah. He, he was going through, he's floating around. Here. He's floating around, he was going through uh, orientation. Yep. Cool. cool. 
we will. Uh, we were looking for J- Jason Donnelly, uh, and we will answer Chris's question with Jason Donnelly as a human prop to your question. Let's go to the next question. I'll interrupt that question when Jason Donnelly shows up. That's how we're doing it, D Rock. Don't fight me, D Rock. Let's move on. All right, here we are to finish off this answer. This is actually tremendous timing because the question came at the same exact time that Jason rejoined VaynerMedia. Jason, you made the vital, devastating mistake to leave VaynerMedia and go somewhere else, but then you've rejoined Vayner today. Why don't you tell the Vayner Nation first just because I want to hear it and feel good about myself about why you did that, but just one sentence because I want to actually answer the question. This is home. That's it. (laughs) All right. You, I figured you could answer this question better than I did, so why don't you tell the Vayner Nation how I did support somebody who was writing their own book. Not only did he support me by just loving the book, he bought copies and gave it to people throughout the office. And uh, he's been nothing but helpful and, and the best boss ever. Thanks, <laughs> yeah. So yes, the answer to the, thanks, go, yeah, go work. Yeah, yeah, you gotta make up lost time. Uh, the bottom line is of course, you know, I, I think that you can't get away with saying you're gonna take care of people and, and you wanna build around them. Too many people wanna act like they're gonna take care of everybody but then suppress people who they think can trump them. See, there's something amazing that happens when you think you're the greatest of all time. You, you don't think that anybody is necessarily gonna be able to surpass you, thus you don't need to suppress. And I mean that, I mean it may sound like a douchebag thing to say but like I believe so much in myself that there is no value in me trying to hold down people that I think are more talented me, than me and that happens every day day of the year in organizations all the time and so for me, show them, show them, for me, if they're better than me or if they need to fly the nest, well then that's what needs to happen. If that means writing their own book and building their brand, I'm more than happy to do that and support it. Um, I just believe in fair and in capitalism and, uh, and so not only do I believe in supporting it, I do support it actively when it happens. Clayton wants to know, how do you push your team beyond their best? Clayton, great question. Way to start off 2015. Good questions. Uh, Oh, actually, I picked this one, right? (laughs) 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 Who knows who Barry Horowitz is? (laughs) But that was so subconscious, too. It was a good question. I thought we should do it. Um, I really, really, really think that the best way to push somebody above their own means is to guilt them into it. And I know that's a weird kind of answer, but it is my honest belief that the thing that drives, first of all, everybody's driven by different things. So the real answer to your question is to use your ear, right? D-Rock, zoom in to my ear, right? You know, the ear is the key in this scenario because the truth is, the way to push somebody above their limits is to actually have individual conversations with them about what is their holy you know, grail, right? Like, what do they want to accomplish? Like, India and I, 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 like, I have a good feel of some of India's long-term career ambitions. And like, that gives me, first of all, her knowing that we've even had that conversation in and itself gives her a little bit more confidence to work harder because she's trying to get what she wants out of it professionally and knowing that I'm the person that could most likely make that happen, at least in the context of this world, that just even having the conversation puts her in a better spot. Um, But some people are are literally rawly driven by straight cash 
Like truly, like, like you want to push somebody? Like you carrot, like, hey, I know you love cash. I'll give you 10,000 more if you like, you know, like, and so you've got to find out what makes people tick. I'm so not motivated by cash that so many people try to get me to do things, JV with me, invest in things, uh, do things, speak at things, because they, and they think cash is the, the, the way to do it. And listen, I love the cash. Um, but it's not my biggest driver and I make a lot of decisions based on legacy, um, long-term impact, uh, on myself, by the way, not like long-term global impact. You know, uh, you know that's not, not how I think. I mean, I think there's a byproduct of that, but that's not the number one thing for me. But to answer the question in a general form, I truly do believe the best way to get that is to guilt. And what I mean by guilt, it's a variation of listening, which is not only listening, but delivering in a world where so few people even begin to listen, let alone delivering on that listening. And once you start doing that, people start realizing, let me tell you what's happening at Vayner. It's not super confusing. I know exactly what's going on in this company. It's starting to get old enough that there's enough things happening for enough people that it's really easy to point to Phil Toronto or to somebody else and be like, wait a minute, or Steve Unwin. Like you can start pointing to, oh crap, That person wanted that, that person's getting that, that person's happy as crap, I want that. And so it's listening and then delivering which then creates a scenario where people want to over deliver because the only way somebody will over deliver for you, because you asked a very selfish question, how can I get my team to over deliver for me, for my thing? It's very simple. The best way to get them to over deliver, John? Jack, if that's a substitute. No, Jack is not a substitute. I know where you're thinking, but okay. like, no, that is not a substitute. Okay, we're around the hundred. <laughs> and uh, you know, the only way to get somebody to overdeliver is to attack their own selfishness, theirs. You're selfish because you want more out of your team to help you. Well, the best way to get that to happen is to overdeliver against their selfishness. I do believe that guilt is a huge driver because. It, there's something that I, I believe in human beings. I mean, some people don't have self-awareness or empathy or these emotional feelings, but so many people, like, it's amazing to me now living 20 years professionally, like, how many people are not confused eventually. They may be emotional at the time you fire them or not reward them, but boy, every time I run into somebody four, seven, nine years down the line, I've had a very good track record of them saying, yeah, I know why you did that, or, I mean, like, crazy stuff, like, I had a drug problem. I mean, like, there's, like, you know, stuff. Life, right? So, I would answer your question uh, like I have before on this show and if you haven't heard me say it, I'll say it again. The single best way to win is to give 51% of the relationship if there was a jury of 500 people that they would all agree that you've given 51% to the relationship and you have to be good enough to know what to do with the other 49. So I would attack their own selfishness. I would make it so good for them that you've guilted them in delivering and be very prepared in your stomach by making it awesome and them under-delivering, still being entitled to think they did deliver and then you being disappointed. You listen to the Gary Vee show and he told you and he's so great, at least you think so, thank you very much, and you did it and then all four of these people who you gave $10,000 raises to yesterday, a month later are doing the same crap they did and it didn't motivate them at all or you gave them four weeks off instead of one week off and they're still just as crappy or you like got them a babysitter and you pay for it and they still aren't, Gratitude and all these wonderful 
human characteristics are not guaranteed, but the best way for you to have it happen is to consistently keep trying to do it for that person and then, look, I just had a meeting with all these characters, right, and but the rest of the team, and I was like, look, like you may not win on this team. Like 2015, I want to take it up another notch and the consolation prize is you get to work for one of the best companies in the world, but like you just might not be able to be on this team. Like you've got to be upfront, you've got to be fair, you got to know when you're setting up people for victory and when not. You got to do that and then you get to judge, not beforehand. Way too many of you are making the mistake yourself. You didn't train, you didn't put the person in a position to succeed, you're not communicating properly on what you expect, you're not shooting it straight, you're scared to hurt feelings, you're too much of a dick. It could be a million different reasons why it's not happening, but it is always going to be the greatest form of meritocracy that you can create and it starts with your ear and it, and, it, and it finishes, in my opinion, on a second step move of you actually delivering on that. Call people's bluffs. I live life on calling people's bluffs. Oh, you'll really crush it if you have another person? Here, now, you have to be good enough, back to that 49%, to afford to give somebody that person, right? You may not have that situation, but you might have to make a decision. One of the quickest ways I grew Wine Library was by making $30,000 a year for five years in a row. Because I took all those monies and I called people's bluffs. And when they let me down, do you think it hurt my feelings that I wasn't making 45 instead of 30? It sure did. But did I have my eye on the big prize? Sure did. Now I get to pay double that salary to speak for one hour because I built long term because I was 23 years old. Right? You gotta know where you're at. If you're 83 and you're watching the show, first of all, big ups, old dog. And second of all, (laughs) second of all, you know, maybe you don't need to play the long game and invest as much. Maybe it's time to cash out. I have these weird feelings that in my 80s I'm gonna be rogue as crap and just like take because I just gave for so long. I don't know. You've heard me say that that's my concern, but I can tell you this. Most of the reasons, let me phrase, if they work for you, all of the reasons that they're not over delivering against their best, all of those reasons are your fault. Harold asks, will you force your children to partake in the business like your dad? Will you be disappointed if they don't want to? My dad never forced me. You know, you hear the story of my dad. I've said it. My dad forced me into the business. He forced me into the business as like a 14-year-old child. <laughs> child labor dad. Um, but, but there was, you know, my, AJ never worked at Wine Library. I think one summer. If, you, if you're listening or watching AJ, I know you worked there one summer. Um, <laughs> but, you know, he never worked in the business. I think that, you know, for my parents, look, I was a crap student and, and I was a great like, salesman as a kid. Like, there was such a natural segue to the impact that, that my mom fully believed in and she was closest to the situation. Um, I, I have no, I'm weird with this issue, man. I, um, I, first of all, I'm a dark dude. Can we go black and white on this? Can we go black and white and darker on the black? Yep. Really? Yep. Cool. Uh, I'm a dark dude. I, we, you know how they tell you not to compete with your children? Like that's a that's like a top five flaw in society. That will not be something I'm successful in. Kids, Misha, Xander, I'm sorry. I'm a weird dude. Like Xander is two and a half years old. He has a basketball like set up in the living room, and I've blocked every one of his shots so far. Like like to the point where he picks up a ball. If I'm in the room, he starts crying. Goes no block. No, like this is what Xander does even if I'm like 10 minutes away because he knows what's coming which is he's not scoring until he can score. And so, you know, I, I 
am fine. I love my kids unconditional. If they're schlemiels and can't sell water in a desert, well then that's just the way it ended up being, right? Like Lizzie and I had sex at the wrong moment if that's something I cared about. Like that's what it is. So I just want them to focus on their strengths. I want to put them in a position to succeed. I think financially and connections wise, there's a very good chance that that's gonna happen. Um, and you know, you do the best you can as, you know, very much the way I'm gonna parent has a lot to do with the way that I, that I run companies and I think that the people who have worked for me and close to me probably feel really uh, happy and, and feel good about my kids' opportunities because I care and uh, I have no disappointment if they don't want to work for, at that point, the New York Jets. Um, you know. And so that's it. I mean, no, I have, I have no, uh, no hesitation. I mean, if my kids go completely the other way and, and are, are not commerce-driven and are anti-business and are, you know, want to live in who knows where, feeding who knows what, doing whatever. If they want to save the one-legged butterfly in some God knows place in the corner of the world, I'm going to hope that they're the best at saving the one-legged butterfly. I'm going to try to help them save the one-legged butterfly. And uh, should we register onelegedbutterfly.com? We should. Uh, I, uh, I just will support them unconditionally as long as they're, they're good human beings and treat people with respect and treat people with the 51-49% thing and be the bigger man and woman. I, I don't care what they do as long as they do it in a way that 5,000 arbitrators would say that's a good person. Hey, Bridget Willard here with YouTube Comedic Guru. You asked for more questions. Here's one. You're going on vacation. So you'll be gone for, let's say, just for this scenario, more than three days. And the question is, do you schedule your tweets and respond when you get back from vacation? Do you schedule your tweets and then respond as you're on vacation? Or do you just not tweet at all? Remember, you too can be a guru. Thanks, Gary. You're welcome. Uh, Bridget, uh, <laughs> I think it's number four. You tweet and you respond. Because that's what I did. I was just on vacation for two weeks. First of all, you never schedule. I'm gonna say it again. Never in your life schedule a tweet. Here's why. You're on vacation for three days. You schedule a tweet of like, hey, what's your favorite book? And at that exact moment, we have the next national tragedy happen at that second. I had multiple friends schedule tweets during the Boston Massacre. So here's the Boston Massacre. It's a terrorist event on US soil. The whole world shuts down, right? And, and my friends are tweeting like, you should buy my new book. It was, it was disgusting at best. And it was just, it's devastating. It just, it's, and, then, and, then, and that's the extreme. What about like a lightweight version? Like, you schedule a tweet, and right at that moment on Twitter, uh, the Cowboys score an important touchdown, and the governor of New Jersey is bouncing around and hugging Jerry Jones, and that's all that anybody wants to talk about. And you're a Cowboys fan or from New Jersey, and you're tweeting about, like, what's your favorite book? And it makes you seem out of touch. There is no value in scheduling a tweet. I've never done it. I don't believe in it. I will never believe in it, period. Um, now, you're more than welcome, like I have on half my vacations, to check out completely, and I highly recommend that. I was so excited about doing that. I told you that's what I would do. But unfortunately or fortunately, I caught the wine library bug and I enjoyed myself 
talking about wine constantly on my vacation when Xander and Misha were in the kids club and doing their thing there or you know, while Lizzie was getting ready for the dinner or finding my pockets, going my way. So I think that um, it's a personal thing but boy, do I hate, do I hate scheduling a tweet. Like don't do it, please don't do it. Question of the day, two parts, answer them both. Number one, can I have your wine business? Yes, no. Number two, what are you looking forward to in 2015? You keep asking questions, I'll keep answering them.